five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Well, let's get over to some fun stuff, see what we got here. I'm going to be talking about a Thea Club, which I don't really know that much about. Let's see, but let's find out about it. Take it, leave it, take it, leave it, take it, and hmm, take it. You see, choice is everything. The razor for pick and choose shavers. Shave your way at athenaclub.com. Oops, okay. So anyway, Athea Club apparently makes sort of a shave club, uh, but a more flexible razor or something, a different kind of razor. I haven't tried it. I'm kind of stuck on my track twos. <laughs> I bought like a hundred of them for ten dollars or something. I don't know what ten cents a piece or something. Uh, and so you know, I think I'm that may last me the rest of my life for obvious reasons. I don't shave that much. Just this little part right there. Anyway, so I'm not too worried about how I shave. Uh, I'm just worried about that I shave. Anyway, so let's get back over here and talk about Athea. This was a this is a really long, um, a really long article. It's a really long, so 11 to 14 minutes. So we're not going to do the whole thing, um, but it's uh, it's an interesting one. And uh, they say smart marketing can drive 200 or 2,000 percent growth. And they do mention mail right about in the first page or two. So their 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 mission is personal care products that people use every day. And they and they are tippy-toeing around, you know, they had some sort of gender stuff there that that was, uh, you know, kind of clever. Um, see, here's direct mail right there, that they actually are using direct mail, and, and they seem to be using it uh, not so much for acquisition, but for for uh, increasing customer loyalty, which we talked about yesterday, if you, if you were there. Um, although it says several acquisition channels. And the other thing that they said was that diversification of channels fueled 2,000% growth. Now, they only started in 2019, so it's not as hard to get uh, to grow, you know, 20 times bigger if you've got some funding, which it seems like they do. Um, now they're at launching their TV, um, but they also believe that, oh, here it is, experimenting with different channels and running tests. They're like direct marketers, allows you to garner so much valuable insights and learnings, I never liked that word, that can be applied to ongoing and future marketing initiatives. Yeah, the way you apply it to the future, because even in a test, you know, you say, well, A versus B, and let's say B wins. Okay, what do you know? You know that B won on that day, right? You don't necessarily know that B will always win, except... If you use the scientific method where you say, okay, well, we have a hypothesis that we think B is going to win because it resonates more with, you know, like, let's say with men who don't care that much, <laughs> you know, like Gillette had these commercials that told men how terrible they were and it lost them, I forget, but billions of dollars in sales. <laughs> Now, they could have done split tests, but it seems like they just went all in because they thought it was so woke and great and that men would care more about hearing how terrible they are and repent and buy Gillette than 
that they would just care about the shave they got. Okay. Anyway, so they uh, they they said that Procter and Gamble here they're talking about influencers, but they're they they have a differentiated product and um, they're spread across the entire U.S., which I like. He said a lot of direct to consumers are just on the coast. Uh, they have competitive price points. That's also good. You know, it's just down and basic stuff, regular basic stuff. But they do mention Procter and Gamble and how they think that this woke advertising sometimes is actually counterproductive. I like that. I don't remember where exactly that is. But if you go over to WDMA and subscribe, the show notes will be there, if not right away, usually by the end of the day. Okay, Best Buy pushes further into healthcare with a current health acquisition in the UK. Um, Best Buy thinks that it, healthcare is a growth opportunity. That's a very, very short article by Joe Keenan in My Total Retail. Um, Home Depot, this was an interesting one. I think I mentioned that Home Depot had hired Walmart for um, very fast delivery. And this kind of explains why. Home Depot wants to get to something like 80% coverage of same-day or next-day delivery of uh, 80% of the population. Now, it doesn't cover, you know, you want a a truckload full of drywall. No, this is stuff that somebody could could drive in in with a car and pick it up and drive out and take it to your house, okay? So that's good. And so it, 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 it lets Home Depot get to places where they are, which is like suburban, like, you know, the home closest Home Depot to me is Delafield, which is quite a, quite a ways out of the metro. You'll pass a lot of farm fields and stuff on your way to Delafield from downtown Milwaukee, right? And, you know, people are coming from west of De- Delafield, which is even more rural. Uh, once you hit Delafield, you're, you're right at the edge of the rest of Wisconsin, <laughs> You know, there's some cities out there, but most of it looks a lot like what's west of Delafield. So they said Walmart's Go Local helps us expand in the same kind of communities where we're located. And in fact, in Delafield, there's a Walmart walking distance from the Home Depot. So it's interesting that these companies are working together, probably working together to to stave off Amazon. But, um, you see, delivery to 90% of the U.S., they're not going to deliver everything, but they are going to deliver some stuff fast. You know, a lot of times I just need a drill bit or I need a, you know, a couple of drywall screws or something. Um, Walmart, uh, it gives credibility to their marketing strategy, which is this go local stuff. Because, you know, they say that Home Depot could have used Instacart or DoorDash, but those things aren't where I live. They're not right here in Heartland. As far as I know, they're not here at all. <coughs> so that means that they had a, they, it made more sense to work with Walmart. Okay. Some other things Walmart's doing. Walmart is said that merchants using Adobe Commerce platform would be able to syndicate their product catalogs and list items for sale on the Walmart marketplace by early next year. So, and Adobe merchants will also have access to the online and in-store fulfillment and pickup technologies from Walmart. 
So that may be another thing. And Walmart's uh, has bulked up its digital advertising business. So, you know, something else to think about. Okay. Finally, here's a not a very long article, but it's it's by a company called Measurement, and they've pointed out that. Uh, and of course, you've heard me talk about how Facebook, um, ever since Apple, Apple's iOS 4.5, um, which basically doesn't let you follow the cookies so well. Um, ever since Apple increased their privacy level, Facebook has been looking like really bad. Okay? And <clears throat> what's really interesting is this company, um, which is called Measurement, I believe. We'll have to find that out. This company is figuring, has, has figured out that uh, last touch is stupid. And what they said about Facebook is really, really true here. It says, attribution reporting from platforms like Facebook use last-click metrics, which means they take 100% of the, of the credit for any conversion they were in the path of, right? So if somebody advertises on Facebook and goes to your site, well, then they should get credit, you know, if that's what was the, the only thing they did. But if they... If they got a direct mail piece and it mentioned Facebook or the customer independently, they go, they get the ad piece and they say, oh, let's type it in. We'll go to Google. We'll go, oh, it's on Facebook. I'll go over to Facebook. Now the mail piece caused the Facebook piece, but now they, now they go on your site, well, and Facebook will take credit for that too. So any way that Facebook was involved, even if the de buying decision was over, you know, weeks or months or whatever, they tend to claim credit for it. And it says, this is a flawed method for understanding the overall advertising contribution. Absolutely. I've been saying that for years at least. Major platforms were taking far more credit for transactions than brands were seeing. But since iOS 4.5 made it possible for users to opt out of being tracked in Facebook. Facebook is probably being underreported because people are still advertising. Brands are still advertising on Facebook. They're still getting orders. Okay, But in 2016, they kind of realized, this company realized, measured, measured is the name of it. Okay, Trevor Test, wow, what a great name. Trevor Testwide, is that a real name? That's like a perfect name for this. Trevor Testwide, Measured's co-founder and CEO, says when they go into Facebook, it's not looking so good, but they can feel it. They know that it is driving influence. So in 2016, they started thinking around these tracking methods, these last touch tracking methods. We no longer had the luxury to sync IDs, synchronize, that means, um, like, like IP, uh, addresses across these platforms. Those IDs were getting blocked, and now you end up with these walled gardens, and I can no longer build these paths across devices. So they decided to use experimental designs and identify the true causality. And of course, been talking about this for decades that you can do holdout tests and you can do audience splits, and there's ways to configure 
digital as well as mail to get real answers. Now, mail is still superior because we know it gets delivered. We know who it gets delivered to. We know that it gets delivered. We know that it gets delivered to a decision maker. We know that it gets engaged with, right? And so we know who engaged with our offer and still didn't buy. What digital knows is here's people that maybe were in the Facebook loop but did buy. They really don't know who Facebook showed it to that didn't ever see it or that a bot saw it. They don't know who that component is that engaged with it, liked the idea, but for some reason didn't buy. Direct mail gives us that. So audience split experiments utilize Facebook audience split AP to divide target audiences into test and control cohorts. Exactly the same thing we do with our modeling and validation. Applying systematic lift studies to retain, so you compare then the holdout that doesn't get exposed to the ad and the one that does. And that gives you an idea of the incremental lift, exactly what we've been talking about before. They also talk about geo-matched market experiments. So like we used to mail to all the even-numbered zips or, even, or the odd-numbered zips, or better yet, some middle-digit zip. And we would therefore be able to tell when the order came in and we shipped to that address, we'd know if they came from the test or the, or the holdout cohort or whatever, or the control. Okay, so, but, you know, a lot of digital, you don't ever see the zip code until after they buy. So that is an interesting application, and I'm very excited about it. Anyway, bottom line, something you should look into, um, because right now it's saying that in Facebook processing, they're finding 50% more incremental lift than its executives originally thought. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.